Hi, everyone. Welcome to Superwomen. It's Rebecca. Happy New Year. I hope that doesn't get old. Today's guest is Divya Gudiani, the founder of Wander Beauty. And we talk a lot about how her amazing background prepared her for uh, an entirely new type of company that she's having amazing success with. Check it out. I'm with Divya Gugnani, uh, the co-founder of Wander Beauty. You know those gold eye patches that I wear all the time that save that I should have worn today? This is the woman plus more. So we'll get into that and I'm passing the phone over. We should have podcasted and wore them at the same time. Oh, that would have been so oh, fun, so right? Good. I should have brought them. That's my epic fail. But I do that at work. I type. Yes. On Monday mornings, and I baggage claim. I love it. Is that I, what you I call it, baggage it. claiming? Baggage claim. It's literally <laughs> what it is. It's baggage claim gold eye mask. It also comes in rose gold. It's the same formula. But I have hereditary really bad dark circles. So, like, it's a miracle worker for me. I have to use them. Oh, they're like my savior. I need them. Yes. I need them in my life. So let's start at the beginning. What is Wander Beauty? When did you start it? Tell me the whole story. So... My career is investment banking, finance, private equity, venture, all that like kind of stuff. And then I kind of jumped into entrepreneurship. Um, and so I've had a few companies prior to Wander. One in the auto parts space, another one in the culinary space, my last one in fashion accessories and beauty. And so I was working, had sold my last business, uh, was working at a large multinational company and realized that I really love startups and I love working in like my own business and just love being in smaller teams and growing and learning every day. So that whole corporate and America environment for me was just a little challenging. And so I had my daughter. I had two kids within two years, which was tough. You have three. So yeah, but got, I didn't you have got one in two years. Yeah. Two years is rough, especially when you're working and traveling, which is tough. So I had my second child. I was getting up in the morning, commuting from my apartment on the Upper East Side to Midtown Manhattan and looked like what I look like right now, which I was telling you as soon as I walked in, I'm like, tired. <laughs> and my under eyes can use a little pick me up. I need coffee for my under eyes, basically. And so I would always put on just a little bit of like skincare, makeup, whatever on the subway on the way to work. And I realized that like there were so many women as I was trying to like lose that baby weight. But by the way, fast forward seven years, still in process. Um, <laughs> I would go to the gym and like people were doing their skincare. So, so many women were doing what I call beauty beyond the bathroom. Women are time-starved, busy, active, interested in health, interested in wellness, paring down their beauty routine, want like fewer, better beauty essentials. They're so cluttered and inundated with all these beauty brands that are telling them that they need so many products. It's too much. It's too much. It's like overwhelming. I, as a consumer, I'm just like so, it's like overload. I just can't handle you. I just can't. I don't need a cream for my left elbow. Thank you so much, but I don't. What about the whole routine like that people have like the 12-step night regimen? Yeah, and I'm like, 20 how steps, did you I'm get like, that much time? I just don't. Like, listen, I liked, like, I fancy myself like someone who likes to be a little extra when I'm like getting ready for that special occasion. I'll like go out with the full smoky eye. I'll do the self-care routine once a month that like is a bajillion steps. Like I like it. It's just not my everyday life. I just every day as I live as a career mom, I have limited time and I need to spend it wisely. And so Lindsay, my co-founder and I really like bonded over this idea of like, we have too much stuff. We love to work. We love to travel. We need to create a brand that is really for real women. 
and like is created by real women for real women and solves the pain points in their everyday life. So we decided we were going to do all multitaskers. We're like, we're going to really create multitaskers, things that are double-sided, multi-use formulas. If there's three steps, we make it one. So that was the idea behind Wander. And Wander Beauty really is fewer, better beauty essentials. Fewer because they're multitaskers, better because it's all clean beauty and essentials, things you reach for every day. So when you say clean beauty, because Mm -hmm. um, that name is tossed around, like um, I was going to say a dirty tampon, but we don't toss those around. (laughs) (laughs) We just throw those out. (laughs) Straight to the garbage for that one. I toss it into the thing, which is, anyways, um, what is clean beauty for you guys? Because I know it can So many many brands are like, you know, natural, organic, like clean to us is safe synthetics. We're free of phthalates, mineral oil, synthetic fragrance, all that. We follow EU compliance. In the EU, they have very strict They just do it better in the EU. And we believe that that is like a universal standard that people should follow. And so we follow EU compliance. And that's where we are. We're Leaping Bunny certified. We're cruelty-free. Like these are all things that we think is just it should be a standard, not an like not an exception. So yeah. when we were creating the brand, we were never like, oh, we're clean beauty in 2015 when people weren't talking about it. We're like, this is just like how we live. It's not shit you want to put on your body. Your skin is your largest organ. You're consuming so many chemicals from your skin. You have no idea what's going in there. And we just want to be better educated. Moms, we know we read labels. Yes, we all do. All the time. Yep. So did you have beauty experience? I did. I loved beauty from a young age. And obviously in my own personal journey, my mom was really big follower of Ayurveda. So like a lot of Ayurvedic beauty principles and a lot of stuff that went on my face and my body came from the kitchen, the grocery aisles, the farm, all of the above. Um, And I, when I sold my last business, spent a lot of time um, helping grow our digital beauty business at this big company that I worked at. I, worked, I was at QBC. So our, we had a very large beauty business and I spent a lot of time helping grow that on the digital side. And so had a lot of exposure to lots of incredible brands that were built on that platform and grew. So it was, you know, a lot to learn. And I spent a lot of time understanding formulations, understanding chemistry. Like it was a learning process, but I had experience before just starting the company. So when you started with your co-founder, you knew kind of where to go, what you wanted, yeah. all that stuff. I did. And I'd done a lot of that work before because I'd formulated some skincare before I'd actually ever done anything for Wander. So I had a basis of understanding and information. And personally, my journey led me to Korea because in Korea, I really do believe they're at the forefront of innovation in terms of formulation um, and ingredients and efficacy. And facelifts. Yes. It's just like, listen, it's the funniest thing. When <laughs> I get off the plane, which I take this like long ride to get to Korea, and the first thing my team asked me is like, the first trip I ever took, they were like, do you want to get plastic surgery, see a dermatologist or get your nails done. I was like, don't have time for all three, but thank you so much. <laughs> I'll think about it for next trip. But literally if I get, I, if I leave there and get a manicure, I'm, I'm like game on. You're winning. I'm winning. But I don't go to visit the plastic surgeon. They literally have books there. I'm just wondering. So when you go to a plastic surgeon in Korea, there's a book in the waiting room that are literally like you, it's like a menu. It's like a Chinese menu for like dim sum. It's like, which one do you want? Which face do you want? Which nose do you want? And there are pictures. So I hear all about this from our team members there, but I have skipped on that. Okay. So you went there, <laughs> you got your formulas there. Yes. And we, we do a vast majority of our development in Korea. And I feel strongly, it's just the quality. Like we were having this 
this conversation, we're launching new categories in 2020. And one of the categories we're launching doesn't have the kind of pricing that you, you see in color cosmetics and skincare, which is what we're doing now. And it's hard. And so we were thinking like, hey, do we work with some domestic labs? We had priced out a formula that we really liked. And like, the performance is just not there. Like when we survey people and ask them, why do you buy Wander Beauty? And we survey our customers maniacally. We find out from them that the number one reason they buy Wander Beauty is the performance of our multitaskers. So performance is the reason they keep coming, coming back. back to our brand. And so we cannot like scrimp on that in any way, shape or form. Totally. And so we got to go for the most luxurious ingredients and most effective claims, like really do it well, innovate in the formula, innovate in the packaging, innovate in the delivery system, or just don't do it. You strike me as someone that is very, I'm trying to figure out the word, like, you know exactly what you want. There is literally barrier perceived or otherwise, like it is your, it's surmountable. Like nothing's going to stop you. I don't take no for an answer. You Can, don't you take no. Can you tell? Can you tell? But Does where that come do you, across? <laughs> it's in how you talk. It's in how you talk about selling things and there's no emotion of like past businesses or like you don't seem to have any baggage. Yeah, I have how a lot of baggage. You, oh, how, God. Do you, how do you do that? I know, how I have you, a lot of baggage. I just think that I move past it. Like I don't dwell on it. I just learn from it and move on. So okay. I think that... Every experience I've had in my career, so it's funny, someone asked me yesterday, like, what was like the worst experience you had at work? Like, give me the worst experience. And I was like explaining about how this boss who like everything that came out of my mouth was wrong. And like, no matter if it was like, this tablecloth is blue and it was blue, like he'd be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's wrong. It's like periwinkle. Like, you know, so I was just like, I've had difficult career experiences. I just choose not to capitalize on them. I think it just weighs you down when you take too much of it in. I just feel like I'm so focused on the positive. I, the power of positive thinking is amazing. I'm focused on the positive. I'm focused on my goals. There are always obstacles. Every day I'm putting out fires. I know you're doing the same thing. Like there's not a day where I wake up and I check my phone and there isn't like 90% of the time there's like some emergency happening. I want to hashtag, I want to uh, trademark, you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. You really can't. <laughs> like literally, there's so many nights where like I obsess over little things that happen during the day that I wish I didn't obsess over them. So I started like putting a piece of paper and a pen next to my bed where I could just like write it down, fold it and put it away so it would not haunt me all night. Right. But that doesn't really work to be honest with you. Like I've tried it. It <laughs> sort of works, but then I sort of just keep thinking about it. Yeah. But it's just, this is part of being an entrepreneur. Like you have up days, you have down days, you have amazing celebrations. There's so many obstacles in between, but I just think that through it all, you know, the most important thing people are like, well, what's your biggest accomplishment? My, my biggest accomplishment is that I've survived. Like you have no idea how hard it is to survive starting, creating from scratch and building four companies. Like it's like giving birth many times over and much harder. Yes, it is much and harder. And so I just feel like I survived. That's my accomplishment. I'm alive and I'm still in business. <laughs> and that's what I got for you. <laughs> so do you approach growing your latest business, like knowing, okay, I'm going to grow it to X, then I'm going to sell it, then I'm going to start another. And does it change your behavior to like creating a legacy brand that you want to have for the next X amount of years? So interesting. I feel completely differently about this business and Why? this brand than I did about anything else. Interesting. So I feel like this is it for me. Like I really feel like like this is the chapter of my life that is like, this is wander it's is a longer my life. chapter. Like, it, it's 
longer. It's, I'm more invested. Like when I started my first company, I started it, like oh, I was fell it? into it. It was an auto parts company, but like I kind of jumped into it because of circumstances. It was not an industry I was passionate about. So that really like to me wasn't like legacy. It was like build, grow, see where you can get it. We had an offer, we sold it we moved on. My second business, which was a total passion project, like, and it's okay to have those. And it's okay. Also is a great lesson in failure. Which I, was what company? Behind the burner. So okay. I had a media site that did tips, tricks, and techniques for food, wine, mixology, nutrition. I had a contract with NBC. I used to do um, local TV and I loved it. And I like, I loved going to work every day. I loved meeting so many chefs and mixologists and traveling around the country. Like I really enjoyed it. It's just that scaling it and monetizing it with advertorial revenue was like really tough. And like, it would do well. It would like, we'd get great sponsorships. Then the phone wouldn't ring for six weeks. Like it was painful. Like it was just, you go through that pain and like, it's okay to have an experience that you really love. You're really committed to but it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. Like it didn't really go anywhere. And that so was my that's clothing okay. line before the bag. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't go it's anywhere. It's just like, it's okay. You love it. You're so excited about it. But like, and I was so passionate. I love to cook. It's such a personal passion for me, but it's okay to see the writing on the wall and say, you know what? This is not how I'm going to leave my mark on the entrepreneurial community. This is not how I'm going to define the rest of my career. It's okay to say, okay, now I'm going to pivot. And so I pivoted. I started setting the trend and I loved building that too, but it grew so rapidly. We we raised venture funding for it. We were growing really fast. We had a lot of technology. We built a proprietary algorithm for intelligent shopping. So it was very tech-based. But the soul of the brand that like, I just, I feel so differently about Wander. I don't know how to say like This came out of such a personal passion and it was the intersection of learning how to build a business three times before this on different scale and also making all those mistakes, learning from those mistakes, facing those obstacles that this time I almost feel like it was a culmination of doing it better, faster, cheaper, more efficiently, and really obsessing over the consumer in a different way that I hadn't done before that has made this so much more meaningfully and I've been more attached to it in that way. Like I get DMs all the time from people who are like, tell me stories of like, whether they really like something or they really hate it. I hear it both ways. And so I really like that though. I love being so completely in tune with what's going on with our client. What stories do they want you to tell? And do you literally write and tell the story or do you leave like a voice message? Oh, it's so funny. I am so into voice messages, by the way. I find it so efficient. Oh, um, so, so efficient. I love, like everyone on my team knows this. I leave voice notes all the time. I'm a guilty offender of that. I find it way easier than typing a million things out. I also use voice dictation. Mm -hmm. So I actually, most of the time when I'm responding to a DM, I just hit the voice button and I say everything out and then I like correct all like series, like mistakes of not understanding my language. I don't, words. I don't let Siri listen to me, so I'm not allowed to do that. Oh, really? I have theories. Oh, you, uh, your theories. Everyone <laughs> might, like literally I tried to gift my nephews a home pod and my sister's like, you will not bring that device into our house. Oh no, she's not in our house and neither is Alexa. She's not, not in allowed. Our house, not no. allowed, like all of the above. So I'm just like, I live with the fact that I need the convenience. So I'm just <laughs> like, this is what is my life. And I'm aware that I'm being listened to probably. And I'm relatively okay with it. <laughs> Uncomfortable yet not going to do anything about it. Um, but I, I do that and I respond to everything and I really like that personal connection. I think it's, all, it's very meaningful for me. Totally. I think I learn the most from my consumers when I'm reading and hearing and, of course. you know, and they but, tell but engage, not just passively, but they're the back and forth dialogue. Of course. Yeah. And they tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, like, the reason we launched skincare, we first launched with Color Cosmetics and we launched with complexion and mascara, which has been huge for us. Like 
those categories are high retention, high replenishment. People come back for them. They love them. The formulations are so incredible because they're chemically totally innovative and different than what's out there in the market. But the client came back to us and was like, but I want skin from you. Like you have all these amazing skin loving ingredients and all of your color. Like it's kind of like skin color hybrids. Like, but I want skin from you, but I want to like have a wander cleanser, but I want to have a wander moisturizer, but I want to have like a wander body product. Like, so all of our path and innovation has really been directed completely by the client and customer feedback. And where do you start and where does Lindsay... So we have really distinct different roles. So like she is a very creative soul. Like her strength is creative. It's visual identity. It's photography. It's videography. It's direction. It's the visual identity of our brand. It's a lot of stuff that happens in social. And like my strength is in product um, formulation, which we kind of overlap in and, and share in some ways. And then really like the business operations of like direct to consumer, marketing, customer acquisition, operations, supply chain, all of those exciting, sexy things that make up but a business. But you need that because otherwise really the business it. doesn't go. I really love it. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy it. I actually really like that as my role because I feel like I'm so comfortable with it. I know it and I enjoy it. And Honestly, I feel like a fish out of water when I like sit in these creative things and I don't because like she really leads them. But once in a while when I am involved in things, like I'm just like, you just tell me where to look and what to do. And I'm just like, I'm good with that. Like you just like, <laughs> just tell me what and I'm ready to do it. And I I participate. I'm a co-founder and like, all of our creative is really, it's all real women. It's people who are fans of the brand, influencers, people who are like, you know, friends of the brand. And so that's what all, and we shoot have an in-house studio. We shoot everything ourselves. We really want to own the entire experience 360 from creating a formula to shooting a campaign. It's all done by us. Wow. That's so great. And you're saving so much team. money. <laughs> I know. We use in-house team for everything. We really try and build people who are like really committed to the brand to help drive all of these activities. And I think that shows through in every area, whether you see a Facebook video from us, an Instagram tutorial, um, a direct mail piece in your mailbox. It's all created by people who work at Wander. After interviewing however many women I've interviewed, the women who have gone to business school and or worked in finance over-index on how successful they are, or they've made a lot less mistakes. What could a woman who's already started her business, who didn't get to go to business school or didn't have the finance background, what what is the quick manual or the like Cliff's notes on where she can just get a lot fucking smarter? Because I learned this shit way too late. Like I would have made so many different decisions had I had the experience that you had. I think the most important thing is surrounding yourself with people who are experts and have a domain expertise. I think like find three other brands or three other investors who invest in the space who like really know it well. And like Every time you have questions, like, don't be afraid to ask. 90% of what I've learned is from the fact that I have no humility whatsoever. Like, I mean, no um, ego whatsoever. Like, I'm complete humility. Like, I know what I know. I know what I don't know. And every day, there's 100 things I don't know that I need to do to do my job. Like, I have decisions to make, and I don't know the answer. I genuinely have no clue. And I'm like, I could go right. I could go left. I could totally screw this up, or I could do it right. But I really don't know which way I'm supposed to be going. So it's like asking a friend. Like I have such an extensive network of people that I shamelessly call and email and ask questions to. And I feel like the reason I have that is because I also pay it forward. Right. I also really, if they need anything, I'm there for them. I'm happy to help in any way I can. And I just feel like building that community around you. There's so many things that 
I'm not strong in or that I've become strong in because I've learned and made mistakes and found the right support in every area. And I also think that as an entrepreneur, especially first-time entrepreneur, I see this all the time. A lot of times, because they're learning this and they're on their first like leg of the journey, they're less inclined to hire people who are super savvy around them because they find it like threatening or like they're like, oh, well, is this person going to want to hijack my idea and run my company? Because it can feel like that. And I've been in that situation before, to be quite frank. But I think that just overcoming all of that, like you are the founder, you are the visionary, you have the strategic vision of the company. And like, sometimes you're going to be operational and you're going to like do things. And other times you're just going to really add value by creating culture or creating vision or creating the next big, amazing product for your brand. That's going to be a blockbuster. And it's okay to have other people handle things that like they're going to do better than you're going to do. I always want to hire someone who's better than I am. That's everything, right? 90. So that's the advice to the person who's starting out. 99% of this is know what you know, know what you don't know, be completely self-aware and honest about what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and then bring the right talent, whether it's board members, advisors, investors, or team members onto the team who can really add value and make the pie bigger in meaningful ways where you don't have expertise and just do it. I love it. That's it. I love it. That's the secret. (laughs) I want to be part of your little Hell self-help group. Please, Lord. I've got so many self-help groups. <laughs> there, there are multiple text message threads, WhatsApp groups. Like, it's important, right? It is. I had a decision to make today. Like, we were like thinking about our Amazon strategy today. And I was just like, I could do this. I could do that. This is kind of working for us. And I was like, literally called one of my friends who's invested in 10 beauty brands who knows way more than I do. And I was like, I did this analysis. I had someone on our team, like run all these numbers and like, look at all these comp brands. Like, where should I play? Like, what, what should I do here? And I'm being honest. Like, I just don't know the answer. I'm so confused. And he literally wrote back and he's like, don't do this, do this. And this is why. And I was like, oh my God, that's what it was. And my gut didn't tell me to do that. I was unsure. Right. I didn't have a gut on the situation. I was like, I really just don't know what to do. And he just made it so clear to me. And I was like, oh, great. Like, this is why I needed you. So valuable. I love it. I need to do. So I like to ask my guests something we'd be surprised to know about you. Something can be personal, professional. I already told you that I cook and cooked professionally. So that's already out of the bag. It's out of the bag. Yeah, that's out of the bag. What do I do that? Oh my God. That is like, so I do puzzles. Like this is like really weird. So when I was a kid, I used to love to build things. And my mom used to say like, I would make all these like crazy Lego structures. And like, it was just weird how much painstaking detail I put into these tiny little pieces. And you should drive her bananas because they would like get stuck in the rug. And she'd be like, she couldn't get them out. She'd be like stepping on them three days later. Ugh. She would just be pissed about my Lego making. And my kids never really got into Lego. So which is fine. Totally okay. My daughter loves to draw. My son loves sports. And I recently have been like doing more complicated puzzles with them, but like really they're not doing them with me. I'm spending like my whole evening and a glass (laughs) of red wine to try and figure out how to do these things. I have this one 300 piece unicorn puzzle that literally takes me four hours to do. And I post on Instagram and I'm like, it takes four hours to do this. And then I like started again the next weekend and I'm like, I'm three hours in. It's It's still not done. I just feel like I like to be like thinking, but not thinking. I also need to like zone out, yeah. not think about work. Sometimes I feel like when I watch, I watch a lot of Netflix, which is not healthy in many ways, but I watch a lot of Netflix, especially late night when I'm taping emails. And I just, sometimes I need to like not be looking at a screen yeah. and be like doing something with my hands and like thinking, but not thinking, zoning out. I like that. I might take a puzzle making. Puzzle making is really good. So you might've already answered this question, but is there a piece of advice either you've learned through failure or... Um, someone told you that you'd love to pass on outside of the 
the one you gave? I think that the most important thing is like trusting your instinct. And I, I'll tell you the baggage claim story because I know you like baggage claim, Love gold baggage eye mask. So my story with this was that I have hereditary dark circles. My dad looks like a bulldog. Like, this is fact, okay? So I was, like, not winning in the under-eye department, have always been using concealers. The first time I started using concealers, freshman year of high school, okay? And I, like, fought with my parents over this. My mom was like, there will be no makeup. You're 14. And I was like, there will be under-eye concealer. <laughs> and there will be. <laughs> and you can, like, I would take my allowance, go to CVS, buy the Revlon concealer, and I would just, like, and my mom would throw it out, and then I would go back and buy it again. Like, this is this would just happen in my house. So I... When we launched Wanda Beauty, we had, you know, some hero art mascaras, which are like Mile High Mascara, Unlashed Mascara. Like we, we were known for kind of complexion mascara. And we took the Baggage Slim Gold Eye Mask, one of our retail partners. And I was like, I've been using these for a long time. Like they genuinely depuff, brighten, hydrate my under eyes, like reduce the appearance of fine lines. Like it's got Camu Camu from the Amazon, which is a potent form of vitamin C. Like the formula is so incredible. The experience is very luxurious. It feels really good. And it's just an added bonus that it like looks cool. And when I showed it to them, they were just like, mm, random. Like, this is random. You don't need to do this. It doesn't make any sense for your brand. And like, I see their point. I see that it would be random that I'm selling all this like makeup. And then like, why would I do this one skincare skew? And by the way, why would I do something for under eyes? But as a career mom, like that's like, I, this is the thing I need the most. Like if there's anything I really need that no one had created in the market, it's this. Yeah. And this is such a cause of concern for me. So it was so personal and they like couldn't attach to it, but they're like, oh, you know, like maybe you should do it on your .com. I was like, you know what? I am going to do it on my .com. And I'm like, and you may not believe in me, but I have tested this with so many people and everybody loved it. We sold 5 million units of Baggage Slam Gold IMS packets last year. Holy and shit. so my two cents is that like I could have just taken that feedback and just not done anything with it and been like, okay, fine. They don't want it. Why am I going to make it? They're not going to support it in the wholesale retail environment. So I'd have to launch it in my .com. Am I going to move through the stock? Like I could have had a host of worries and I just trusted my gut. And I was like, this works. This is amazing. People are going to love it. And I'm going to take this risk and take this chance. And you just have to do it. And it's like, look at the success. Listen, I've made other decisions that did not work out for me. And that's part of being an entrepreneur. Nothing, not every decision works out. But when you trust your gut and you know your client and you know that you are your customer, then you really get it. And you just got to go with that. Love let it. it. Let it be your true north. I love it. This has been awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. That was Divya Gugnani. You should definitely, definitely get her products. I swear by her under eye patches that are also gold in color. So I feel kind of glamorous even when my eyes are swollen shut and you can follow her at wander beauty thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this latest episode don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts have a great day